Happy New Year, everyone. Here we are in 2022. It feels very futuristic, and you're in the future listening to XS Gaming Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew Scullion, and joined with me is my wonderful co-host, Mr. James Grusom. What's up, James? Man, I think we probably owe everybody a uh, happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, everything in between, and of course, Happy New Year. It has been a little bit. We did have like Christmas episodes planned at certain points, but man, December gets busy. Yeah, uh, for both of us, uh, very hectic schedules with work, planning, holiday crap, man. Stuff happens. Uh, so we are here today. We do apologize because, like I said, we didn't have some stuff on tap, but hey, didn't happen. But I hope you all are doing well and enjoying. You know this this new year. It's weird. It yeah. is the next year. <laughs> yeah, and I, I do want to give a big shout out to the folks that uh, listen to the podcast while they're on the road or they're at graveyard shifts at work. I know uh, I made a couple of comments on Facebook. I was just like, yeah, a new episode's coming. You know, it's it's happening. And uh, a couple of people are like, man, we, we love listening to your show while we're out. Like uh, one of our listeners, he works for uh, UPS. So I was just like, man, I, I definitely feel that because of your profession, James. I'm like, yeah, oh, it's... Man. It's a busy and delivery right there. <laughs> yeah, it is is busy. And you know, I work in the in the meat department, which doesn't sound like it's busy, but when everyone wants rib roast and turkeys and hams, it gets pretty it gets pretty crazy. <laughs> it gets pretty Definitely. insane. Your job's up there on the insanity list too, man. I mean oh, yeah. always like they literally we have a honey baked ham store here and around the holidays they literally have like cops out there like oh my directing God. traffic. So you can only imagine any type of grocery store, you know, Walmart, anything like that. Those people are getting swamped, too. And I mean, yeah, like, it man, dude, everybody really catches just the brunt, depending on your job or the holidays. Like it can just be really brutal. But we we made it through. And I mean, like, yeah. it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't really that bad. It was a different. One. Hopefully more people got to see their families. You know, if that's what they wanted to do. Or if you just got to, like, hang out inside and like do nothing like that's what I did. Oh, that's what I did for Christmas. And let me tell you, yeah. this is this was the first Christmas I spent alone. Like, I had family come over on Christmas Eve, and uh, we all opened up our gifts and stuff like that. Uh, I actually got my nephew, my uh, Michael. I got him a copy of E's Origins because he loves he loves Zelda and stuff. I'm like, let me let me introduce you to the world of E's. He's still kind of hesitant about it. Uh, he's he's one of those kind of people that you know, unless he discovers it, it takes him a while to warm up to it. Uh, that's how he was with like Owlboy. When I got him Owlboy, he was like, I don't know. Now he freaking mm. loves the game. But uh, so so I had all of them come over, and then on Christmas Day, like man, I didn't do didn't do anything. Like I had nobody at the house. I like worked on Gundam models and played video games. I didn't I didn't even work on content. I was like, you know, I'm not going to do anything. And it was amazing. One of the best Christmases I've had in a very long time. <laughs> I, I geared up, like I made it through, like I started watching a bunch of Christmas specials. Like I, I really kind of forced it on myself. Certain ones then, like I love Charlie Brown, uh, Emmett Otter. Those are ones like I'm always like really going to love and like watch. But I, I try to force myself into watching a lot of the specials uh, just to try to bring on the Christmas spirit and such and, and make it through. Because I find if I just like, I accept it, you know, and, like I listen to, Christmas music and just, <laughs> you just conform to it and you're like, all right, I do. I do. I was like, I do it just to like make it there. Cause I think I like, I would go crazy. Like, if yeah. I didn't. Oh yeah. And 
it's like man it's like it came and went and honestly like there was some christmas things i still wanted to watch but honestly after christmas i'm just like i can't i can't do it even if it's like silent night deadly night i don't even want to watch that <laughs> part five i missed it mickey rooney <laughs> i was gonna watch it and now it's after christmas and i'm just like Ugh. i'm uh, like no dude next you year you mentioned uh mickey rooney i do want to give a uh a huge uh, press F for respects and rest in peace, Betty White. Betty White passed away uh, a couple of weeks before hitting the big one oh oh. A matter of fact, there's some People magazines out there, uh, People magazine issues that have Betty White on the cover saying she just hit 100. I'm like, oh, that didn't age too well. But it seems like the ultimate joke that Betty White would pull on everyone. Nah, I I, <laughs> I called her a couple years ago and like I, I was wrong. I was uh. But I, I was a fan of all of them. I, I love the Golden Girls show. I grew mm-hmm. up watching that. Huge B. Arthur fan. I'm a Dorothy guy, like all the way. Uh, she was always my favorite. But it, it, was, it was just an awesome show. And it was like, so it was just kind of like, it's like body, all these like, you know, old broads living. I mean, when you know, with all the respect in the world, these broads living in a fucking house doing their thing, man. It's great. <laughs> There, there's, uh, you know, years from now, you know, uh, the the Golden Girls just aged so well, uh, no pun intended. I mean, it's just a timeless show. And speaking of uh, timeless shows uh, and movies, uh, one movie that I definitely wanted us to talk about a little bit was we had a new Christmas movie come out this year. It was a new Christmas movie uh, directed towards folks like us. Uh, of course, I'm talking about 8-Bit Christmas. Uh, you got to see that, James. What you what'd you think about 8-Bit Christmas? did i heard about it and you know I, I told my wife and my wife actually you know doesn't play the most video games but she's always down to watch a video game related movie um you know she's loved a lot of them you know she likes tron she likes the uh what's the one with like the little the candy car girl and uh oh yeah the wreck it ralph yeah she like she like wreck it ralph and in it she liked the yakuza movie mm-hmm. um She's she's pretty big on video game movies, so I was like suggested this, watched it. Um, I mean, it, it, dude, it's a fun movie. It's one it I, w- I would I would put on the list. I like seeing uh, you know Dookie Hauser or anything like that. He's just really uh, kind of transcended this whole thing from this child actor who never really got messed up on anything and has just been like hugely successful. And uh, so. Shout out to Doogie, man. It's like he, he can do the comedy and everything. It's good <laughs> to see him because uh, he's someone we grew up with. And mm-hmm. to see him as like the dad in the movie, uh, very cool. Some things like I couldn't relate to as far as like, uh, you know, a, a few of us had NESs like on our street. You know, we didn't really have that one house uh, that had it. But I could still relate. Yeah, that was somebody that yeah, has that... more than you. Yeah, that kid. That kid was the epitome of that one kid that all of us knew or knew that had everything. Like that, I, I was sitting there watching it, and I'm like, "Man, that's the kid that totally had the Game Boy Link cable when Pokemon was popular. That you would just become friends with so you could trade Pokemon. Like he was kind of a dick, but you you try to be friends with him just because you <laughs> he had better technology. I had plenty of uh, people that I knew back when I was in school that were like that. But yeah. And, 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 um, the, the big CRT falling on the dog. Holy crap, man. I don't think, I don't think that resonated with a lot of people that didn't grow up with CRTs, but that you got to understand if, if you had that CRT, that size CRT in your house, like that thing probably weighed like a hundred pounds. Like those things were heavy. 
No, I, I still go back to my uh, one of my best friends, uh, Mike, one of his uh, ex-girlfriends has TV. It was a Sony Trinitron, uh, like old school. And it was the, uh, as far as helping friends move, things I've helped move, which has been a massive amount because I owned a truck. And if you have a truck, you have to help friends move a lot. Um, that TV was the most brutal thing ever. And it was maybe a 32 inch at most. Yeah. So like not that bad. So if you had a regular TV, like you could honestly move this by yourself. I stuck with 27 inches because those were easier to move mm-hmm. alone. But the Trinitron, this thing, my God, like it really, like I could say that killed somebody because we had like, my, uh, like I said, Mike, very strong, me, I'm eh, you know, but we struggled <laughs> with this TV and it's the worst thing in, in God, I hope it just ends up in a fucking garbage pit somewhere because uh, that TV was awful. But oh. I do love regular CRTs. Yeah, people but, uh, are people are paying a, a insane amounts of money for CRTs now. Like it is, I'm in a, I'm in a CRT group on Facebook, and these people obsess over CRTs like we do with like retro games, and it it's it's mind boggling. Like some of these people have like the craziest CRT collections. But uh, you know, getting back getting back to Eight Bit Christmas. Uh, I thought it was a good movie. Um, I thought the ending, the ending was very unexpected, but I kind of liked that. You know? Cause yeah, that, just that, 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 that little twist, because it's like... It uh, was, yeah, it was a definite twist. It, it, it's one of those things, I mean, I don't really know if it's like a spoiler or anybody. It's like, uh, you know, but sometimes you got to work to get like your own thing. It's like you don't always get what you want at Christmas. And uh, I thought... I like that little addition. Like I said, it's definitely one I would watch again. Um, I didn't watch Christmas Story this year, and I hate National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I hate that movie. I don't care what anybody <laughs> thinks. It's, it's Christmas time. Christmas time is here. <laughs> That's a great song. That, that song is a good is, song. <laughs> song's too good for that movie. Um, but uh, no, we, we're not fans uh, of that around here. But. Uh, <laughs> But Ape at Christmas, like I said, that's one. I like definitely like I'd, I'd watch again next year. Uh, I would have liked to have watched it. I think again, just to like you know pick up some more things maybe I missed. Uh, but like I said, I can't stomach anything at this point. So definitely next next November December, like I'm checking it out again. It's like I look forward to it. So. Yeah, for for those who hadn't seen it yet, it, it is a good movie. Um, it definitely fits some of those classic Christmas tropes that you see in Christmas movies. But at the same time, it's got little Easter eggs that, you know, if you grew up during that era or if maybe you're into that era of, uh, you know, technology, you'd really get into it. I mean, there were like little subtle things. Like I like the uh, the bully that was throwing the kids off the uh, snow mountain and it was blaring um, Die Young by Black Sabbath. I'm like, is that Dio? Uh, I was like that. That was that was really awesome because you don't you don't hear enough like Dio in, in movies. So that was pretty cool. It's it's definitely a movie that I would uh, recommend. But uh, getting into some of the other stuff that's been going on, uh, let's see. Because we had the video game awards show to come up, and I I'll be honest, I I didn't watch it. Didn't really care for it. I feel like the video game awards are like the second largest televised video game event that happens every year other than E3. But I feel like the video game award show, a lot of gamers treat it like they do the Super Bowl in the sense they they watch the video game award show for the trailers, for the trailers that drop. And one trailer that did drop that I was really excited about was uh, Alan Wake 2. 
I was like, oh man, that that's freaking awesome. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't actually, I might have missed that because like I didn't watch the the video game awards. You weren't but, missing like, much. I don't keep up with it. It's just like, like ugh, I hate like awards, like any kind of like they're always like pretty terrible. Yeah, so, like I don't keep up with it. But that man, okay, Alan Wake, um, still a game like I never beat, but I like I loved it. I, I keep planning on going back and like playing through it, beating the original. But to have a sequel, I mean. I know so many people love it, and I think that's like an awesome game um, to have a sequel come out. So, is it exclusive to like a? Is it still on Xbox only? Or is it gonna be on everything? I think it's gonna be on everything. I think it's gonna be a, a next gen or a new gen game. I don't think I don't know if it's gonna be on PlayStation Four or Series uh, or Xbox One. I don't know if it's gonna be on that. Uh, but it, I don't think it's gonna come out to maybe twenty twenty three. They just kind of dropped the teaser for oh, it. Okay. So I mean, with that being coming out, with that coming out, maybe twenty twenty three or maybe the tail end of twenty twenty two, I'm thinking it's going to be a, a next gen title. But I mean, Alan Wake, um, you know, you can for folks that are listening to it, you can actually download it on Game Pass right now, I believe. So definitely check it out. I know our friend uh, Ryan, you know Ryan Cadaver, our, our last guest on our Halloween episode. He's a huge Alan Wake fan. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to be playing it. And speaking of the new consoles, uh, my brother-in-law actually got a Series X. And he got it in a very interesting way. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what the program's called. It's with Walmart. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of like Rent-A-Center. Uh, but, yes, yeah, the all-access Xbox Series X. So what this is, is it's like a program by Walmart by third party and pretty much you you apply for it uh they run like a little credit check if you have good credit then they'll approve you um and i'll tell you guys right now you don't have to have excellent credit uh just any sort of credit will probably do but uh he's paying i think like 35 bucks a month but he's getting the he got the xbox series x and he got two years of game pass yeah we actually we, we talked about this initially this was that one program uh, I, I know I thought GameStop might have been running initially. I know Walmart was. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was when we went on this plan. I did the math on it. You're not paying any interest. Um, I know our, our friend Justin uh, down Phoenix, uh, mm -hmm. I think he did the same program as yeah, well. He did, yeah. Um, and, and this is the one I'd always thought to look at too. Because really, like I said, you're doing a payment plan, um, doing the 35. You, it, like I said, it's a good deal. I added it up. There's really there's no interest in it. Especially you add in the Game Pass and everything like that. Um, I don't know if the gold's in it too. It, I mean, it's some big deal, but really, I mean, it it's a good deal. It really is, and I mean, like thirty five bucks a month, like that's that may sound like oh man, but I mean, really, that's like that's like going out to eat twice a month. Like, just don't go out to eat that those two day those two times a month. Boom, there's your Series X. I mean, thirty five a month isn't really too bad. Um, Especially for, I mean, you've got Game Pass. So, I mean, the first year that you have your Series X, you don't really have to buy any games. Just play everything on on Game Pass. Even day one exclusive releases, you know, like when whenever Alan Wake 2 comes out, it'll probably be on Game Pass. Halo Infinite's on Game Pass. I mean, Game Pass has become so popular that even uh, PlayStation is looking into it. I mean, they have the PS now, but they're, I think they're trying to revise it and be like, okay, well, we need to do a little something because 
as much people hated Game Pass when it was initially announced, I remember some people were hesitant about it. It's become like the new economic cost effective way to enjoy video games for a, a, a premium price, you know? Yeah, and you always get like those top tier, like, you know, Microsoft titles always are going to be on there. Um, there's so much just brand new games that come out and you get all the extra little ones that they throw in. I mean, you never really know what's going to be on there, and it's really one of the best deals you can get on a system. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, going to put Xbox a little bit more on the map when it comes to the the two console wars. Because I mean, I I don't really count the Switch because Switch is Switch is doing its own thing. Nintendo always does their own thing. That they, they're not really in the, the the same competition as Sony and Microsoft, but. It's weird because I was thinking about it the other day, and you know, when you think about like, like the Xbox 360 and PS3, like when that came out, the 360 was substantially a little bit more popular than the PS3 for a while, and then it was like when the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One came out, it was like the PS4 is really popular, and then it's like now the Series X seems to be the popular one. It's weird how it flip flops, but I enjoy it because it doesn't allow the uh, company to become too arrogant. It keeps the competition alive. If that makes any sense. Yeah, and and both are still, you know, at this point, like not the easiest thing to get. They're <laughs> really not. It's it's insane that these consoles are a year old, and um, there's still people that just haven't been able to get them. And I will say, for those folks who still can't get them, don't don't buy the scalpers. Don't buy from the scalpers. <laughs> if you do buy from the scalpers, don't complain about it because. Uh, that's something I see reoccurring on, you know, social media where people are like, oh, scalpers are the scum of the universe. And then they're like, well, if I only got my PlayStation 5, I had to pay a little bit extra. And I'm like, you're you're enabling it. You're you're letting people scalp it like you're making the market. And they're like, huh, what? You're a scalping sympathizer. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's it's crazy. Now, I, I imagine like this year, like just weird to say like this year. Well, actually. Yeah, I think people will be able to get them more. Yeah. Especially by Christmas time. I mean, you know, it'll take a little bit, but it, it, by the summertime, it, like, they'll be more widely available. It's like you can still find them here and there if you're really looking, but as far as widely available, like, get, it got to be this year. Yeah, and I mean, they're ready to jump on, like I said, because we're still getting, you know, games for, like, both systems. Mm -hmm. We're starting to see some that are only on the newer ones, and they're only going to want to push it. Like, so, like, Alan Wake is definitely going to be only on the newer systems and but they just they gotta let people be able to get them first yeah it's it's i mean i i feel like by 2023 the the current gen like this like the xbox one and playstation 4 i feel like by then it will start phasing out uh i still think 2022 we're gonna obviously still see a lot of ps4 and xbox one releases um especially with microsoft they're they're uh the way they're doing it is they they pretty much want all their games accessible on all the consoles you know like because you can get halo infinite even though it runs a lot better on the series x if you really wanted to you could get it on the xbox one though i won't really suggest playing it on a base model because the base model um it, it definitely shows its age i mean there's some games like even uh my, my brother-in-law was telling me cyberpunk you know cyberpunk is notorious for its glitches and not running that great but it is a lot more playable on say the series x compared to the core xbox one and i know this because i had a friend of mine who was obsessed with cyberpunk he had a this normal xbox one 
and he got it day one, and he was like, "Man, it's not. I, I can't even play it. It's it's not playable. Like it was glitching. It was bad. It was it wasn't optimized for those uh, older consoles." Yeah, that's the one thing. I'm just like, you're just gonna have to make sure you get like the the better model because you will see that difference in games. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they're gonna force you into getting the new system at some point anyway. Yeah, it's it's gonna get kind of like how the like the cell phones are. I know, uh, like the iPhones are notorious for it, where like. They, they keep updating the, the firmware to the point that the older phones just can't keep up and the battery just drains. And you're like, oh, time to upgrade. I mean, that's kind of how I am right now on my phone. I've had the same phone for about four years. And it's like now it's starting to get to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to get another uh, phone soon. I'm not looking forward to it. I don't like buying new phones. They're too expensive. <laughs> yeah, I keep, a, I keep a battery pack like attached to mine because it's like I have the bad battery life now. So it's like. I use it, it's like I just have a little external battery, use mm-hmm. it, everything's fine. You just got to keep an eye out because, uh, like, my last one, I did that, and, like, it started to, like, expand. And uh, that's when it's time to get a new one because you, you don't want your phone to explode. No. pocket or anything. Like <laughs> well, uh, speaking of exploding, um, you got something really interesting this Christmas, James, that you got for yourself. You got the analog pocket. I did. Uh, man, pre-ordered that. Not even sure how long ago it was. Like, uh, it could have been over a year. Like, you know, they, they were pretty upfront with the delays uh, as far as getting, like, parts and everything. Um, supposed to come out, I think, in April of this past year. Mm-hmm. So, li- a little bit of a delay. But uh, they did. They finally shipped out on uh, December 17th. They did open up more pre-orders, too. So they're doing, like, a, kind of do it in waves, I think. So people get on. So, so what uh, for, for our listeners, I mean, is it worth it? Like, how much have you been uh, playing with it? Like, is it a good little handheld? It, I do, man, it's awesome. Like, honestly, like, it's, it's a nice piece of hardware. Like, you hold it, like, the weight, like, it's comparable, like, in size to, like, an original Game Boy. Mm-hmm. I think a bit more comfortable, a uh, little less cramped than like the SP uh, screen. It's like great size, and of course plays Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, and uh, I got the adapter for Game Gear, which I was playing a lot of Game Gear actually. Um, it really cool to see those games like on a good screen because mm-hmm. uh, I have a Game Gear and like it's pretty awful. I think it was always like an awful screen. Uh, even with the color and everything, but it's like, you know, to see it and, you know, you can change the scale of the screen and everything. You do have like a lot oh, wow. of options. Um, but even weight size, like I said, you hold an old Game Boy, maybe with the batteries and they kind of weigh about the same. Um, still a very comfortable, like I said, the screen, man, it, it, like it's awesome. They have a TurboGrafx adapter coming oh, out wow. soon. Neo Geo Pocket Color adapter. They have a Lynx adapter too. I'm not really into that. Now, is the adapter like when you put the adapter in the uh, analog? Does it does it add any like does it um does it look out of place? I should say because you know a lot of like handheld adapters and stuff like that. You put it in and it's like the console's taller than it used to be, or maybe it's a little heavier. It's just like. I don't know. It's like sometimes the adapters are almost like an afterthought where, you know, analog, when it came out, it had these adapters in mind. So is it, is it, does it look like a appealing, you know, having like, say the Game Boy 
or Game Gear adapter into the analog with the Game Gear games? Like, does it look out of place, or does it? It's like, oh, that's the way it looks. You know, I, I think it looks fine. It's, it's kind of a clear adapter. I mean, your game okay. does stick out more. Any of mm-hmm. your traditional Game Boy games, they're flat. Like, they won't stick out. Okay. Game Gear adapter, it you know, it is a bit above the system, but, like, weight-wise, doesn't add anything to discomfort. Like, to me, like, it's not hugely out of place. Like, you know, mm-hmm. eh, I'm used to old, you know, systems where you have, you know, like a, a Game Genie sticking out of the, you know, the Game Boy yeah. and things like that. <laughs> I, you know, you could put, have the Master System adapter, which is funny because the Master System adapter for the original uh, Game Gear actually works on the analog. Oh, now, really? It, it has some glitches at this point because, like, your screen will be off. But I think, you know, there will be some updates you can do. Yeah. To where you can probably play, you know, your Master System games through this adapter on there. And, I mean, and that, of course, would add a little bit more size to it. I haven't tried it yet myself. But, uh, you know, it, it, the initial Game Gear adapter thing on it, like I said, it's still a very comfortable system. I mean, it is kind of like a luxury handheld, I think. I mean, it's, it, it oh, was yeah. like 200 bucks. Um, it does have like the Nana Loop music maker thing. Um, I mess with that slightly. I made a pretty cool sounding tune on there, I thought. I was like, <laughs> wasn't able to save it. Uh, hadn't messed with that part a whole lot also has like where you can make your own games that you have to kind of you know connect through a pc and go through a program but uh, at some point it will have a feature where you can like uh you know kind of download games that people make you know on there so it's it's kind of wow like you know open system where you can like you know trade create games like i said you get the, the music thing and playing all the old stuff i mean it's nice, man. I mean, I, I think Analog's been like a proven company. And they've always put out like a quality product. And I mean, this one, I think it's any different, man. I mean, it's it's been pretty awesome. I, I definitely got the screen protector for this. I had my wife put that on there for me. <laughs> I'm always nervous putting screen protectors on any sort of electronics. Like that's... It's like a freaking espionage mission, like trying not to get the, a freaking little bubble, little speck of dust. You get it on there, and all of a sudden you just see that little speck of dust in the corner, and you're like, do I get rid of it? Do I – I can't peel it off. Like I'm, I'll just try to ignore it, but it's always there. Like you'll always notice that little piece of dust on the screen. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I just – like I had her put it on it like right away. I'll take care of that. But man, I mean, I, I think like I said, it's going to be awesome. So with the different adapters and everything coming out um, – and like I said, they're, they're still available. And like I said, there's still a waiting list. And, and, and it's just, it's one of those things, like, if you, if you really want one, you kind of got to, like, try to get it. Like I said, I, I literally set an alarm that day when they came out. And um, I just managed to get one. And it was one of those systems that, like, sold out in, like, minutes. And it's just, I, I don't know, man, it's still crazy that, like, that, that happens. But at least, like, they're trying to get more of them out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's still hard to get, but I mean, I, I think at some point they'll be way more available, but it's still like, you know, still taking time, I think, with all the lack of parts and everything going on with the shipping and stuff. So would you would you say like in, in the closing like little review that we're doing with the analog, would you say that the the analog uh, pushes you to play handheld more like having it? You're just like, man, I, you know, cause I, I know you're you're a Game Boy uh, player like you you love your handheld games 
and, and game gear and stuff. Uh, does it make you like want to play it more? Be like, man, I, I just want to spend a whole day and play game gear. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it totally does. Like I said, the, the game gear has really is for me has been a highlight. Because like I said, I had an old game gear. Screen was cruddy. Like playing, I mean, the screen is bigger than you know an SP. It's like it's definitely one of the nicest screens like I've, I've played on. I mean, like the size and said so you can change. You know, it, you can go into the uh, the different systems. It has options, color palettes, even. Uh, there's a lot going on with it and like I said I mean it just has been I mean there's certain games I pulled out it was like the other day I came upstairs I was like what was I I looking for I went back down I was like it was Mickey Mouse it just felt weird I was like I go upstairs I forgot (laughs) I was like I was looking for a Mickey Mouse game I wanted to play so I was was playing that on Game Gear but um, nah man like Game Gear has just been really fun Um, Master of the Vampire game like the Castlevania ripoff Oh yeah, man, that's just been that's been really cool playing that on there, and like I said, if they if they get that adapter fully working for Master System games on metal, that'd be pretty fun playing on there too. But uh, I love it. Like I said, I mean, if you're a huge handheld fan, I do. I, I I mean, I have to recommend it. You know, like I said, it's it's a little up there in price, but uh, I think it's worth it. Like in the long run, like I said, you had the uh, you know, artistic aspect, like I said, of the Nanaloop music stuff, you know, and the creating games and such. I mean, man, I'm just really looking forward to like what will be out there and the games people will make. Like, should be pretty cool. Indeed, indeed. And and speaking of this stuff like that, you know, something I've seen on YouTube lately. Uh, I mean, I've heard I've heard some whispers in the grapevine when it comes to retro collecting. Uh, retro collecting has been very weird in the past couple of years. Uh, you know, we, we saw a big resurgence of retro collecting with the abundance of YouTubing retro gamers, including myself, you know, because, you know, when I when I first started my channel, I started out as mainly a retro channel, uh, retro gaming. I mean, that's pretty much what XS Gaming was based off of. We, we talked about old games. We We always talked about new stuff, too, and I've always tried to push that in my channel as well but you know it was a lot of channels back in the day that they mainly just focused on retro and you know uh, retro collecting got really expensive and then the nintendo switch happened and you saw a lot of youtubers uh go from retro gaming to switch because it was more accessible it was new it was nintendo and we've seen a lot of youtubers that started out as retro that are now what they call switch channels that are much more popular than they ever were when they covered retro because of the topics they cover. And, uh, you know, recently our friend uh, RGT85, you know, Sean Long, he made a video talking about how he just wasn't collecting retro anymore. He just said it just was not fun. And, I, you know, I agree with him because it's, it's crazy to think, James, it's been five years since I sold my collection. We're going on five years. April will be the fifth year that I decide not to collect retro anymore. And um, just the past year, two years since the pandemic, we've seen a lot of uh, retro games go up substantially in price because of stimulus checks and people staying home and people trying to start collecting again. And, you know, now we're seeing games that at one point were like, oh, yeah, you can get it brand new for like 30 bucks. They they're now like 70 to 80 dollars now. It is insane. And uh, what what do you think about that, James? Because I know, like, 
we've always like collect retro, but you and I have both have never been like, oh, we we are retro gamers. We collect retro stuff. We always just like buying old games. Like, have you have you noticed like in in your town or noticed around yourself of how retro has gotten just crazy? I mean, I kind of like given up myself. I mean, I understand like you know, me and you both have. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of people listen to us for a while, but you know, probably seen where we did collect more like it, it used to be easier it used to be more fun i mean it's tough yeah. it's more expensive i mean if you really go out there and dig hit up the yard sales and everything like hey, you can still find cool stuff but i mean like i said i you know i stopped like I've, i have a lot of things i've debated maybe just like selling i don't actively collect for anything other than really like game boy I mean that, and he's still handheld. Like I'll, I'll still get those. I'll see him on Facebook Marketplace. I'm like, huh? I'm like, Game Gear Game or like you know Barbie and yeah. something. And I was like, I'll, I'll <laughs> Balls of Fury on DS. It's a dollar. I'm like, oh, like okay. Like yeah. I'll still get that. Like that's that's the only thing I real I, like I avidly still will get. And I don't really go to stores a whole lot. And we have a few around here, like Second and Charles. I hadn't been to in a while. Um, but most of the things I've bought either, you know, have been like eBay or like I said, they, they get me on Facebook marketplace. Like if you throw a couple Game Boy color games at me for like six bucks and a couple dollars shipping, like I'm like, I'm probably going to buy it like no matter what it is. So it's like, uh, that's where mine is. I, cause Game Boy games are still pretty cheap. I mean, you have, yeah, you think, you think that's going to change to the analog pocket? Do you think these handheld games are going to go up in price? Like, uh, like the Neo Geo pocket color. That's already been kind of obscure do you, do you see the price starting to increase because people are like oh now i'm going to start collecting for the neo geo pocket color on my analog yeah honestly i mean i i could see that and i mean the like neo geo pocket color like not the cheapest in the first place right um, same thing with like links like i'd always thought about getting a links but it was still just like a bit too high i was just like nah, mm-hmm. i can't pay that um and you do have some, you know, different ways to play Lynx games. I mean, EverDrives work on the Pocket too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I'd love to get some different systems loaded up, uh, you know, with some different games to play on there. And like I said, Turbo Graphics, man. That and you figure Analog also has their Turbo Graphics like clone system. Oh yeah. That's going to be awesome. And, you know, something that I've noticed, and uh, I don't think a lot of people are talking about it when it comes to retro collecting, especially with YouTubers, is as a content creator, it's hard for me to talk about retro. And the reason why it's hard for me to talk about retro is because, one, I've been doing it now for about almost nine years. And it's gotten to the point where, like, how much more can I talk about? How much more can I bring to the table that's different from, say, another retro YouTuber? You know, and I think a lot of content creators who started out retro gaming channels are starting to feel that way. And plus, the the hobby's gotten so expensive that it's like, okay, well, you know, I'd love to cover this game and I'd love to add this game to my collection, but it's way too expensive now. Uh, that's why, you know, and some people say it's cringe when I bring it up, but that's why I emulate. I'm like, man, I'm doing you a favor when I emulate to the collectors. I'm like, you know, I'm not... That one person that's at flea markets or yard sales or Goodwills, I, I'm not in the competition. So, and I think a lot of people are starting to feel that way. A lot of people are like, you know what? I just want to play some old games. I don't want to pay these prices. And you know, now we got the whole water grading, like people getting their retro games graded. I saw 
a post uh, a month ago where someone had gotten a uh, a graded Breath of the Wild. And I'm like, that game's not even five. It's, it's like almost five years old. Like it's it's not an old game. And they're like, oh, look, this, this is a 98 uh, graded Breath of the Wild. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, oh, you know how hard it is to get that? I'm like, yeah, it's called driving to Best Buy. You know, <laughs> you know so, I mean, I, I, I see so many things that are pushing people away. But the good thing is, is I'm also seeing a lot of progressive uh, movements towards emulation and technology. I mean, now we got uh, things like the Mister, uh, which is the FPGA uh, little computer, like the Raspberry Pi, but it's not emulating software; it's emulating hardware, uh, very similar to what we see with the analog consoles. Um, that's starting to, to get really popular. The community's starting to grow with that, and I'm seeing a lot of you know people who back in the day used to have you know shelves on shelves of video games downgrading and just going and getting something like the Mister, or getting a Raspberry Pi or getting, you know, uh, a modded console of some sorts or, or ever drives. There's just so much more that you can do compared to, you know, eight years ago when I first started my channel, uh, that technology wasn't there. Or if it was there, it wasn't as, it was not as accessible for, you know, people that are not into technology as much, you know? Yeah, it's definitely just, it's just way easier now. It's like, and it, you can always run out of games, you know, like I said, if you, if you focus on retro stuff, I mean, there's so many, but at some point, it's like, everybody's done it. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, I know, I know, like, my, like, I've lost, like, some people who don't watch the channel anymore because they enjoyed my collect, my collection, they enjoyed when I do, like, pickup videos and stuff, but I do, like, I still do pickup videos, but they're now, it's progressing to my Play and Tell series, where I'm actually talking about the game that I'm playing. Uh, there's still games I'm picking up. There's still new games that I'm buying. There's still retro stuff I'm checking out that I've never played. But, like, I don't have the desire anymore at this point. Here we are in 2022 to be like, I'm going to talk about, you know, my top 10 favorite NES games. Like, what, what's the, what's how much more can you dig back in your memories and talk about certain things after a while it starts to, the well starts to dry up after a while and i think that's what a lot of uh retro collectors and most importantly retro content creators uh because they're the most vocal being like it's not fun anymore and it's because one it's hard to make content because there's an oversaturation of those channels everyone's doing retro at, at some degree and two it's it's gotten so expensive you know, back in the day, it used to be like, oh, I'm going to review Musha, and you'd show Musha. And like, oh, man, everyone's got, you know, oh, he's got Musha. Now it's like, you know, I can buy a repro card of Musha for three bucks. I can get the, the Nintendo Switch online service and pay the extra fee for the Genesis games, and boom, Musha's on there. You know? That's better than, what is that, probably like $100 more? Oh, yeah, it, it's for it's crazy. Because even the Genesis games are getting expensive, and Genesis was always like uh, the more affordable 16-bit console. So weird. All too much. Nobody can afford it anymore, I don't think. Well, uh, I mean, uh, let's see what else we can get into here. Looking at some of the the gaming news, it looks like um, looks like 007 Goldeneye is trending right now. It looks like uh, some uh, three six Xbox 360 achievements popped up. Uh, for those who didn't know, there was a time that Rare was going to put out a 007 GoldenEye HD remaster on the Xbox 360, but, you know, they ran into some issues with Nintendo. 
and uh, it never got released. Uh, apparently, I, I think you can download the unfinished project online and play it like on, like say, your PC or a modded 360. I think you can do that. But there's plenty of footage that you can see on on YouTube of that canceled game. But with the achievements popping up, a lot of people are wondering now, with Nintendo and Microsoft having such a good partnership, like say with Banjo-Kazooie, which is owned by Rare, but it's coming out on the N64 online classic stuff, uh, they're thinking that possibly 007 might be uh, coming back out. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big stretch, but people are running with it regardless. I mean, I would wonder a bit more about like the, you know, the, the movie rights and such like yeah the likeness of the actors it's like are they replacing ones you know or like it like whoever has that i, I would think i mean they could very well be involved i mean because it was a, a big thing um and then they had like the reloaded i think like on the uh back i think mm-hmm. they had a couple different versions but uh, so many people want the original I mean, I think if the movie company that owns the rights is behind it, yeah, it'd be really cool to see. I mean, if, you know, if there's achievements popping up, like there's got to be something there with it. Yeah, I, I I want it to come back out because I want people to play it again. Because I'll be honest, I played I played GoldenEye about a year ago. I was I was like going through some N64 ROMs, and I'm like, oh, there's GoldenEye. I'll go play. The game has not aged well. It really it really hasn't aged well, and I I, I want to see people play it and go past nostalgia and play the game for what it is today and like hear everybody like, man, why was I so into this? <laughs> you know, like it, it's definitely a, a sign of the times when you play it now because the controls are like really weird. Uh, the first person shooter genre has evolved emasculately, but I mean, at the same time. Uh, 007 Goldeneye like revolutionized the first person shooter. I mean, that's when we started having land parties a lot more. I mean, that's what kind of got people, you know, in in the stretch of things. The online gaming started getting really big. Call of Duty. I mean, you wouldn't have the first person shooter phenomenon that we've had in the past couple of years if it wasn't for Goldeneye. So it'd be nice to see, you know, the younger generation play Goldeneye, this mystical game that they hear. You know, millennials talk about like, oh, man, this is so freaking awesome. This was such a great game. And see like, you know, uh, Gen Z play Goldeneye and be like, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like, I love that. Or, or, or will they remake it? Like, you know, yeah, they might add it in. They, they might put Daniel Craig in there instead. Um, like, like I said, they might have to change some things around. But uh, it'd be cool either way. I mean, I'm, I'm looking for, forward to see like what'll come out. Cause like I said, I mean, every, everybody loves that. I'm like, if you could play that like online again and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, looking back at 2021, uh, was there anything that you saw change as a gamer for yourself, James? Did you see anything that was just like, wow, you know, this year I I really got into this, or I never gave this game a chance until 2021. Now it's one of my favorite games. Have you had any of those moments? You know, I was looking back, it was just like I just like I didn't really play like probably as much as I should have. It was like I ended up like working like so much, but I did play a lot more. Like I said, still collecting like Game Boy games. Um, it's kind of funny because I got back into collecting like the little muscle figures. Mm-hmm. The little pink dudes, Kanikuman. Uh, I started getting back into that, and, and I was getting like the, the 
could come on like muscle gains too. And um, kind of had a lot of fun with that. Like I said, I haven't mean, done as much with games. Um, but I got the little fucking pink dudes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, I love like it. Said, and, and getting, you know, like still collecting Game Boy games and like I said, having the pocket to play on. And I'm still, I'm, I'm very happy. Like that, that's a purchase. Like I'm very happy, like excited to have. Like it's, it, it really is fun. And it's like nice. Yeah, and now games on there. And now you know you could jump on AliExpress and get tons of like reproduction uh, Game Boy games. Like I had a really cool red um, Kid Dracula that I got a repro of of uh, on the Game Boy, and that was that was a lot of fun. I actually bought that at Fayetteville Comic Con when I was hanging out with RGT eighty five a couple of years ago. Oh. Uh, got yeah. that, and um, for me, I discovered how much I am a fan of shmups. Like I always loved shooters, but you did the, play a lot this year. I, man, I played so much and I think, I think I owe a lot of it to, uh, when I bought the Nvidia shield, I bought that and I was able to dive into more like Saturn emulation. So I played a lot more Saturn this year and I dive into a lot of imports and yeah, like just the other day, it was great. It was great. The other day I, I woke up, I had gotten paid direct deposit and I went on Play Asia and bought two games. I bought uh, Cotton Rock and Roll and Death Smiles One and Two, uh, physical copies for the Switch. And um, it was like over a hundred bucks. And my my bank like was like, whoa, 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 what's going on? It's like nine o'clock in the morning. This guy's spending a hundred dollars. We're we're gonna flag his account. So I had to call them, let them know it was me. I was like, yeah, I'm just buying a bunch of Japanese imports right now. <laughs> you know, it's like what I'm doing on a on a Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday morning, but. Uh, I've gotten so much into shooters and I've played so many of them and it. I think what it is, is they're, they're, they're real easy games to pick up. You don't really have a story. You don't have to have a lot of investment to go into it. You're just playing it and you're trying to get a high score, beat the game and nothing is more therapeutic than like, you know, having a couple beers, having a couple smokes and playing a spaceship shooter where you're just blasting everything and everything's super colorful with techno music. It's like that that's the life right there. I love it. Love it so much. It's it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that was just it, it's a good genre. It's like a, I haven't been to as much as you have, but it's like anytime I play them, I was like I have a good time. Whether yeah. it's any of the old ones, new ones, like you said, across all the systems, especially like turbo graphics. Yes, it definitely has a lot of really good ones too. Um, and I was a real big fan of that one, Data East one with the old little biplanes. Man, I can't can't remember the name of it, but yeah, the one I the one I've been playing a lot lately is uh, I've been playing on the Pi, I've been playing on the arcade, and playing uh, Don Patchy. Don Patchy is just so good. I mean, they have a really good port of Don Patchy on the Saturn. It doesn't play that great on my Shield. So I just stick with the uh, the arcade ROM, and it's it's just you know it's one of those like uh, cave shooters that just you know you shoot a bunch of stuff, collect a bunch of power ups, and at the end you go to a little shop, you buy what you need to get, and you just keep trucking. And I I've been just really enjoying that. I've, I've played probably more shooters this year than I've played any other genre. Like I haven't really didn't really play a whole lot of RPGs to be honest. Yeah, probably stuck with more like beat 'em ups. Like that's that's still always the uh one of my favorites to find and go through whether it's like arcade ones uh 
did find some pretty like neat ones going through some of the, like the ones I have on my pie and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, don't really have any names of them in particular right now, but uh, and the sw- the switch the switch has become almost like the turbo graphics when it comes to shooters. There are so many shooters on the switch. And, um, I mean, there's some of them that I've bought, like, digitally. There's some that I've imported from PlayAsia. I've never imported as many games as I have since I've started playing shooters and going on PlayAsia and, and, you know, ordering games like Rolling Gunner. That was a really good one. But digitally, you know, I, I played Ikaruga again. I got a uh, physical copy of uh, Darius Burst 2 and uh, R-Type Final 2. Um I, like I said, I was just playing so many. I even bought a uh, arcade stick for my Switch. Uh, I wish I could remember what brand it was. It wasn't really, it wasn't a real expensive stick. So I'm like, you know, I'm not going to tournaments or anything. I just want that arcade feel. And it, it's one of those arcade sticks that works on PC. It works on the Pi. It works on the Switch. Works on PS4, PS3. Uh, it's a very versatile uh, arcade stick. And I think I paid at the most maybe like 50, 60 bucks for it. And it was, it was really good, but. Um, I, I still, uh, find myself playing shooters a lot more with the, with the control pad, like the pro controller. I still, I still do that more often than, than not. But I mean, even some of the Sega Aegis releases, like they did one of a uh, Glay Lancer. I bought that one. That was a lot of fun. Uh, ha- uh, the company hamster that does a lot of the arcade archives released a lot of shooters as well. Uh, my friend, uh, John, uh, who listens to the show? Him and I. I mean, that when we go on Facebook and we talk, we're that's most of what we're talking about. We're like, "Have you played this new shooter on the Switch?" It's like every week there's a new there's a new shooter coming out for the Switch, and it's and it's so affordable and it's easy to pick up. It's fun to play. I, I cannot recommend the genre enough. And you know, it's it's one of those genres I think a lot of people get intimidated by, but it's all about the groove. It's all about finding the groove to the game like when once you start kind of grooving you can just go through all those bullets like crazy and you just feel you just feel badass and you zone out it's like a zen moment it's zen <laughs> definitely gonna catch it like i said if you catch that right moment in the right game man i mean it's like you can have a, a really good time there's so many different ones and a lot of them are really cheap nowadays you know that you can get them on the switch like it's good so like you can check them out and uh, there's probably one you'll enjoy yeah, so when it, when it comes to games uh, for 2021, I didn't play a whole lot of uh, long story-driven games uh, like I usually do. Um, I think the only the only game that I sat down and played and beat that had like a long story was uh, Lost Judgment. Uh, that was that was a really good game. I did you ever finish Judgment, James? No, I was about to say um, definitely when you finish Judgment, like. Try out Lost Judgment, because uh, I'll I'll say this about Lost Judgment, because I don't want to spoil it or anything, but I'll, I'll say this, that it's so much more refined. Like, they they knew what folks didn't like about the first Judgment, and they improved that with Lost Judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I definitely want to talk about that they've improved on is uh, the stealth missions and the uh, detective elements i think it was very experimental with judgment and some of it kind of fell flat like i didn't really like the whole like uh driving the drone a whole lot that's not the drone guy or following people that was the one thing i hated about the first judgment game was following people because you had to walk really slow and it was so drawn out and they get rid they get rid of uh, 
some of that in Lost Judgment, or they refine it where it's a little bit more uh, exciting. They did a little bit more of that, but um, and that was one of those games that honestly, it's funny because I hear about games being like, "Oh yeah, this is a a forty eighty hour game," and I get intimidated and I almost don't want to play it. I'm like, I don't have time to play that game. But Lost Judgment was one of those games that I went to go save, and I'm like, "Oh, I've already been playing for fifteen hours. Like, wow, that's crazy." <laughs> I think too with a lot of those it's like you know it's like 80 hours it's like if you want to do that much where i kind of look back with like the old yakuza games you know where it's like some of them it's like you you could go through and like you know 15 to 20 hours maybe if you skipped a lot of shit but then you could also spend you know a hundred hours on it if you oh yeah i mean i didn't do i didn't do nearly as many side missions as I did in normal Yakuza games with Lost Judgment, I feel like a lot of my hours for Lost Judgment, I'm not going to lie, a lot of my hours were spent in Club Sega playing uh, Super Hang-On and uh, Sonic Fighters. I don't know what... Man, I don't know what it is. I did not like Sonic Fighters when I first played it on the GameCube with that Sonic Gems collection. I was like, man, this game isn't really that good. But something clicked when I played Lost Judgment. Maybe it was the Delta 8 gummies. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I was playing it, and I'm like, this game is great. <laughs> it's like Looney Tunes, you know? Um, I, I enjoyed it a lot more. So I feel like a lot of my hours in Lost Judgment was playing Club Sega. Matter of fact, uh, you know, you get the skill tree in the Judgment games, and you get certain achievements. I got just about every achievement for the arcade stuff. It was like everything was lit up. It was like, because I beat every single game. It was like, oh, he beat Virtual Fighter Five, Boom. He beat uh, Space Harrier. He beat this. He beat that. I just... Yeah, I just played the hell out of those games. They were so much fun. Yeah, I always like the the club Sega in, in, in any of those was always like just a, a fun place to go. Like they had these like full just arcade boards, so like you could sit there and hang out. And that was great. Indeed, indeed. Well, uh, getting into uh, games we've been playing recently, I know we just were kind of talking about that a little bit, but uh, James, I mean. You know, we talked about Analog Pocket. Uh, what what have you been playing? What have you been playing lately? I know it's things have been really busy, but I mean, it was a lot, a lot of Game Gear. Uh, I I did order the Evercade, the handheld system. Um, you know, it has all the licensed cards, uh, a lot of different ones from like Namco and Jellico, and uh, it has some uh, Lynx packs and such. I went ahead and got that. Like it was just uh, I got it on PlayAsia. And it was just kind of like, ah, screw it. I'm going to order this. And I got that in like a few different cartridges. Um, it's another, it's just a neat little handheld system. Uh, so the Pico cart is very interesting because um, they've put out games on uh, one of the other like plug and play systems I had before too. But like they'll buy rights for like old games that never came out or didn't get finished. And they'll put them out um this one's a nice little collection. Actually, has like Nightshade from the NES on there, uh, which is always very interesting. And it has like Draken and uh, Dragon View, which I love. Dragon View uh, has a couple different beat 'em ups, and like I said, the Lynx cartridges. Those are really cool because I never really get to play a lot of Lynx games, and um. It's a pretty comfortable system. Like I said, you know, it's very light. The menu button is kind of near the D-pad. But uh, 
it, that'd be about my biggest complaint. But I mean, I, it's a fun little system. You, you'll see now that the aggregated versus is coming out, which is more like a system uh, that, that you see a lot of the games you can do like co-op. But I kind of just wanted the handheld one because you know I'm still like I said I'm in the handheld with the analog pocket mm-hmm. and everything. So yeah, I um. I mean, I wish I could remember the name because uh, I'm going to talk about it in my newest episode of Play and Tell. It's like this. There's like these series of games on the Switch, and they're dirt cheap. They're like 10 bucks a pop, but they're like Game Boy games, they're like brand new Game Boy games. And uh, this one that I'm playing, it's like a side scroller. It plays a very, very almost too similar to Super Mario Land. Uh-huh. But I, I love Super Mario Land, so I've been really digging that. Also, uh, you know, took advantage of the uh, the eShop sell uh, that they were having, and I, I got a copy of uh, Demon's Tilt for like seven ninety nine, and I've been wanting to play that for for a while because I loved uh, you know Devil's Crush and Alien Crush from Turbo Graphics. I enjoy those games, and those game uh, Demon's Tilt's very reminiscent of those games, and you can definitely tell, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I've been playing that. And um, other than that, I mean, I haven't really been playing a whole lot. I don't want to I don't want to spill too much because I am making a, I am in the process of making an episode of Play and Tell on my YouTube channel. So uh, there are some stuff like I, I did buy the the Dragon Quest collection physically on the switch. It comes with Dragon Quest one, two and three on one cartridge, which is really cool. Uh, I got that for like, I think, like 30 bucks on Amazon. I was like, man, this is dirt cheap. It's cheaper than buying all three games on the eShop. But I got that and um, been playing Demon's Tilt, been playing a lot of shooters, waiting on Cotton Rock and Roll to come in the mail. I'm um, going to probably do a review of that. And, uh, I mean, other than that, I've been doing a lot of Gundam models. I've, I've gotten knee-deep into Gundam models. Like, I, I got a couple of them put together. I got a couple of them that I bought that I haven't even started putting together yet. And this hobby has... <clears throat> This hobby has influenced other people. Like we got, I got Ryan Cadaver putting together Gunpla, the the Gundam models. Uh, my mom's boyfriend, I I bought him one for Christmas, and now he's um, he put that one together. He put another one together. And now he's working on a uh, master grade or real grade uh, Gundam wing model, which is I'm like, good luck with that, man. That thing has got so many parts and decals. I I can't handle that right now. But <laughs> and then Mikey. I got. I finally got Mikey into it. I knew that was going to happen because when I first started getting into the hobby, Mikey was like, "Man, those are really cool." I just don't know if I had the room, or I don't know if I had the time. This guy just bought two kits yesterday and already had one put together. He's working on another one. So, <laughs> but it's really fun. I I, I, w- I will tell people that are listening that the Gundam models are so much fun. Uh, it's it's therapeutic. It's nothing is better than having a day off. I, I fix a cup of coffee or a beverage, like a beer or something like that. Put on a podcast, put on some music, sit in my kitchen at the table, and I just start putting together giant robots. It's great. I love it. I think I'll stick with the collecting the, the muscle men. <laughs> Models just make me mad sometimes. Well, that and also, I mean, it's it's kind of intimidating at first because, I mean, there's so many like little parts. Like when you when you dive into it, and you start getting into like the real grades and the master grades where it starts getting to the point where you're not just putting together a robot, but you're putting together like the skeleton of the robot. Like you put together like the joints and everything to make it pose. And then you start putting the armor on. And uh, I have like a whole little 
kit that I bought, like a model kit that comes with like little nippers and um, sandpaper and exacto knife and no. Yeah. <laughs> it gets it gets very in depth. I even I bought like one Legos. Of, I even bought one of his little lights. You know, a little artist light that you put down so it shines down so I could see it better. So oh my God. It's gotten crazy. It's gotten yeah, insane. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm good with Legos. Legos. <laughs> Like on the models like i think it's cool man i think models like are cool and the people like can do them and have the patience mm-hmm. for it oh man i just i can't, <laughs> I can't do it. yeah I, I don't blame you I, I i sometimes i'm sometimes i'm putting together a model and i'm like what the hell did i get myself into <laughs> like why am i doing this it's like this is great but oh my god especially when you're like sitting there trying to study the way a kneecap comes together you're like i put this piece on but this piece won't fit on right but it's still bending. But I need this piece on. It's like, oh my god. Then the decals, like getting into, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Like I said, I've I've been really enjoying that, and uh, that's been pretty much it. Uh, like I said, I got some reviews coming up soon, especially with like like I said, Death Smiles one and two. Plan on doing a review of that. Uh, Cotton Rock and Roll. <clears throat> I plan on doing that as well. And uh, it's been it's been a really good it's been a really good past couple of weeks. Um, but it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, Christmas was not that horrible. I think it maybe it was worse the year prior. Um, kind of enjoyed. It. Like I said, what I, I did watch a cool movie. I would recommend uh, a movie called uh, Deadly Games Dial Code Santa. Um, it's it's this little. It's a French movie about this kid. He's all rich and stuff, and he's like obsessed with like Rambo and U.S. action movies. And um, there's just Charles Manson looking uh, crazy Santa Claus that spray paints his beard with that cool snow stuff you put on windows. And he's like defending his house against him. And uh, some say it's a bit like Home Alone, you know. Um, it does have some similarities, but uh, I thought that was a really cool one. Um, that's another one along with Eight Bit Christmas I would add to the list. I think it might be on Amazon Prime, actually, uh, if anybody has that. But it's past Christmas, so you probably don't want to watch it right now. So. <laughs> Save it for next year. Save it for next year. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I want to thank everyone who's listening, uh, who who tune into this episode. And like we, like we say with every episode, and I, I promise we're going to try to, uh, try to do a little bit more. Uh, I think that's going to be my my personal New Year's resolution is to put out more podcast episodes. And trust me, like me and James, if we had it our way every every other Sunday, we would be putting out episodes. It's just been it's just hard because uh, you know this isn't what we do. We we have like life outside of podcasting. But if you enjoyed the podcast and you would love to see me and James do more podcasting. Uh, definitely support us. It definitely helps, especially when we start getting more listeners and getting more the word out there. The best way to do that, of course, is to rate the show. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher, iHeartRadio. And uh, if you're listening to this on uh, the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Xander Scullion, you may have noticed that I've uh, spliced the episodes uh, you can listen to the full episodes on the podcatchers I mentioned. You can listen to full episodes there, or you can just listen to clips of it on the YouTube channel. And that's just I, – I, I hate I had to do that, but that's just basically to help the channel on YouTube because the way YouTube is will watch time. Uh, you know, when you upload a whole hour and a half podcast on YouTube and someone 
doesn't listen to the whole thing, they listen to maybe like the first five minutes of it, it it, it does negatively impact your channel uh, for like recommended pages and stuff like that. So unfortunately, I got a little bit more homework to do with podcasting, but it is what it is, you know, it's what you got to do sometimes. Uh, and again, we want to thank you guys for listening. We are looking forward to 2022. E3 is right around the corner now. Now that Christmas is over, now let's get ready for E3. Let's see what <laughs> that's going to be here before you know it. What's that happening? Like May or June? E3? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's it's definitely some bit well, like spring, early summer events. Yeah, we'll have we'll have some Nintendo Directs come up. I, I I have a film we're gonna have a Nintendo Direct probably towards the end of this month or beginning of February. Probably wanna have a, a, a Nintendo Direct. It's been a little while, uh, especially with the new Pokemon coming out. They're probably gonna start trying to push that on people. But uh, and again, guys, we want to thank you so much for checking us out and uh, tuning into another episode. And we hope you guys have a great um, New Year's. I uh, hope you had a great Christmas, great Thanksgiving. And again, we want to thank you for listening. And as always, happy gaming. Have a pleasant new year and get an analog pocket if you can, because it's awesome. Oh, yeah.